there, and welcome back to another bite-sized edition of the Backlog Breakdown. These are bi-weekly episodes where we supplement our larger, you know, like two-hour main episode topics with just something a little bit smaller, you know, 20 minutes or so. We'll see. Maybe it's not going to be that long this time. I don't know. I can't promise anything because, you know, I, I, I like to talk. I'm Josh, by the way. I'm the only one here today. Um, most of these bite-sized breakdowns are, are, are one person, but sometimes we can have multiple guests on, but it's, you're just getting me today. Okay. Um, I'm the only one who's played this game and I wanted to talk about it. Just give some sort of extended thoughts outside of the impressions that I've given in some of the main episodes. So what game are you talking about today, Josh? Um, I am talking about a wacky little Japanese game called nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. And if you don't understand that title, well, don't worry. It's a weird title for a weird game. Um, so nine nine. I'm, I'm henceforth. I will call this game nine 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 for short. So, what exactly is nine nine nine? Do you ask? Well, according to Wikipedia, it is an adventure video game developed by Chunsoft. It's the first installment in the Zero Escape series and was released in Japan in two thousand nine. Which I found to be kind of funny that they released it in 2009 when it's called 999. It's, yeah, hey, hey, there's another nine. Throw in another nine. Why not find another nine? 2009's 999, nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. Uh, I sound German over here. I should really stop it. So uh, the Wikipedia called this an adventure video game. I would categorize this as a visual novel. I mean, really what you're doing for most of the game is reading. Um, with some point-and-click adventure-style puzzles that are thrown in there. Um, it's it's an escape-the-room type game, if you've ever been to one of those experiences. Those are really cool, actually, by the way. Um, but it's similar to that in digital form, so it's not quite as cool, but it is uh, lots of puzzles that you do. Basically, just like kind of standard point-and-click adventure games, you're searching around the different screens, looking for different items, seeing what you can do with those items, how to interact with the environment with those items, maybe put some items together, unlock secret compartments to find more items, and yeah, just some, some, some puzzling is what you do. The game also has multiple endings. Uh, I believe it has six different endings, if I recall correctly. Uh, there is uh, some, there are a couple throwaway, and well, you know what? Let's talk about endings later. Um, for now, let's just say that there are multiple endings, and um, for the most part, outside of maybe one, I would recommend getting them all. We'll talk about that later. So, whoa, 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 Josh, you're getting ahead of yourself. You're already talking about endings. Where does this thing even start? Well, the game starts and uh, you're seeing it from the perspective of one uh, Junpei is his name. He's a little Japanese kid. Uh, well, not a little Japanese kid. He's, prob he's probably in his 20s or so, something like that. Anyways, he wakes up on a ship and the window breaks and water starts pouring into his room. He doesn't know where he is. His head is hurting. He's like, what happened? Basically, he was drugged and taken onto the ship. Water's pouring into the room, so you have to find a way to get out of this room because the, the door is bolted shut and it's got a little card reader on it and you don't know how to get out. So you're looking around the room trying to find stuff in order to get out. So that's where it starts. Uh, eventually, you know, if you solve the room or whatever, you find out that there are nine different people on the ship and they all have been similarly drugged and put in different rooms. You all meet up. You meet all the nine characters. You all have your little 
uh, secret names because no one really trusts anyone else and you don't want to give out your real name. Because guess what? You are threatened with death if you don't uh, get off of the ship. And in order to get off the ship, you have to find the door that has the number nine on it. And that is the exit. So you've got nine persons. Oh, and, and this all has to be done within nine hours. So you've got your nine persons. You've got nine hours till imminent death. And you've got your nine doors that you have to unlock to find that number nine door and get the heck out of Dodge. It sounds uh, somewhat similar to the Saw series of movies, although I would recommend this um, much more highly over that series because the game is not one in which uh, violence is glorified necessarily. In fact, it's it's actually um, the horror elements of the game actually portray the violence and things very... um, scarily I, I can't think of the right word it, they are there very much to deter you from going specific routes from from doing things and and for a sense of tension throughout the game it's not there to just kind of shove it in your face like the saw movies were the, you know it's those are kind of gross uh maybe we'll have a future installment on movie i don't know why we would talk about movies but um uh, let me just say that i i would say the saw movies by and large are, are pre- pretty irredeemable when it comes to that type of uh, torture that is shown on screen. This game is very much not that. The, the Those elements are there to kind of give a sense of urgency and also the way that that pressure affects the different characters throughout the game. So before I go any farther with this little discussion, I do want to throw out a minor non-spoiler warning. Um, I'm not going to talk about any straight spoilers in this review. I'm going to be pretty vague. And I say review. This isn't even really a full review, but, you know, just my thoughts. Um, I'm going to be vague, but I do also kind of have to allude to some meta narrative stuff going on in this game. So I will say if you want to play this game completely blind, you should probably shut off this uh, episode right now. I will, uh, I'll say right now, I recommend this game to anyone who enjoys visual novels. If you're in the mood for something like that, and if you like puzzles, I recommend this game. I think you should play it because I, I, it has some very good qualities to it, which I will t- be talking about later, but it requires me to kind of talk about some of the overarching themes and, and some of the things that show up in the game, but I'm not going to give direct story spoilers. So if you want to go in blind, stop this episode. If you're okay with not being completely um, surprised at some of the things that have not specifics, but kind of twists and turns throughout the game, then uh, let's let's continue. As I said, I do recommend this game. I enjoyed it. Uh, th- now, obviously, being a visual novel, you have to be into visual novels if you if you want to play it. I'm, I wouldn't recommend it to to someone who who doesn't want to sit and read because that is a lot of what you're doing throughout this game. So today, I just wanted to talk about some of the things that I enjoyed the most about this game. Because I think that's part of what this podcast is about, is just talking about um, some of the highlights of the gaming industry, some of the some of the things that you can really take out of um, some of these experiences. And so some of the main things that I enjoyed with this game, funny enough, um, is the way that its characters are written. You know, you only have the nine main characters. There's some other characters who kind of come in and out. Um, 
but again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the nine characters are the ones that you spend the most time with. And here's what I wanted to kind of just give that a little non-spoiler warning about and, and talk about some of the endings is that this game is set up so that there are multiple endings, but by following each of those routes, you are actually learning more about each of the different characters because the endings actually have to do with the choices that you make throughout the game um, to align yourself with different characters. So the more that you spend time with certain characters, the more they open up and talk to you about who they are and the way that basically their worldview. The creator of this game actually, uh, I read, patterned these characters off of the nine types in the Enneagram, which I find is really interesting because I don't know about y'all, but I hadn't heard about Enneagram until like a few years ago, but this was back in 2009. So like he he was kind of onto something, which is now pretty cliche. Um, but, you know, back then I, I, I hadn't ever heard of it. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. But really the way that the characters are written, I feel like was done very smartly. And And like I said, it has to do with the different endings of the game. So the endings are another thing, uh, and it's it's this whole kind of meta game concept that's going on. So out of the six endings, maybe one of them is just kind of throwaway, but you get more information about the characters, the different endings that you do. Uh, there is a true ending to this game, but in order to access the true ending, you actually have to go through one of the other endings first. And the reason that the game forces you to do that is because you as the player actually have to know some of the information from that ending in order for the true ending to make sense. So the writers of this game were, are actually playing a bit of a, a metagame with you as the player and then the way that that relates to the characters within the game. So sure, if you just want to spend, you know, four hours with this game, you can end it at the first ending that you get People can die and you'll be like, okay, well, that was kind of underwhelming. But really in order, I would really recommend that you get the true ending. That's really the only way that you're going to figure out what the story is within this game. Because there are a lot of revelations that occur once you go down the path towards the true ending. Otherwise, you're not going to know the character's motivations. You see parts of them, but you're not. the story is not going to unravel fully. And, and I mean, like some huge parts of the story are not going to make sense unless you actually get the true ending. So I'd say if you want to play this game, buckle up because you're going to have to get multiple endings. Now, this game does respect your time because you can actually um, go back within the game. You can you know, teleport within the game, whatever. I, I can't even think of what it's called. Anyways, you can skip ahead. That's what it's called within the game to make different choices that you did other times, which is good because by and large, the way that the endings are constructed, um, you can't really tell what you're going to get from the choices that you make, because basically the choices that you're making are who you want to pair up with when you go into the different puzzle rooms. Um, it really has nothing to do with how things turn out. So it's not like a, you know, a, a good evil kind of choice that you can make. It's really just like, hey, um, I want to solve this puzzle with character number four instead of character number seven. But like I said, you get to learn more about character number four when you make that choice. And then some stuff happens with character number four or the way that the characters interact slightly change. Um, and the things that uh, 
happen. I mean, even the bad endings that happen, it makes sense for the characters to do what they do in order to get those bad endings. Spoiler alert, most of the bad endings are where you end up dead. Surprise, surprise, you have to start over the game. Um, But it's not like you specifically do anything to tick anyone off. They just, you know, stuff happens within the story. So, like I said, some of the things that I enjoy the most are really the way that these characters are written, the way that you get to know them within the story and how your choices matter to the way that the characters are rounded out. Uh, You can get the true ending by playing through the game twice. I would recommend getting all of the endings so that you can learn as much as possible about these different characters and how they eventually all tie into each other. The metagame narrative, I think, is really cool as well. It's especially startling when the game starts breaking the fourth wall, and that's all I'm going to go into. That's really only at the true ending, guys, so um, you're not going to see any of that until you actually progress towards that true ending, which is why I would recommend go ahead and get the true ending if you're going to be playing this game. Uh, The third thing that I really liked about this game was the puzzles themselves. I'm not a point-and-click adventure guy, so I was actually really surprised. I remember one puzzle early on that I did have to use the internet in order to figure it out. I think that's the only one. I might have gone back for one other puzzle, but basically once you start to understand how these puzzles are laid out, it's, it's fairly straightforward in what you have to do. The rest is just kind of like the logic puzzle type stuff. And the things that I had to do in order to... Uh, Like the things that I had to Google to figure out were basically like I was not finding a specific item in the the area that I could traverse in, you know, within that room that I was locked in. So really, that was a more that was more a matter of pixel hunting as opposed to actually figuring out kind of the logic puzzles, because I really enjoy that type of thing. I, I do like puzzles uh, and, and, and logic puzzles and things like that. I, I enjoy that challenge and the satisfaction of you know, feeling smarter than the game, if you will. Um, but I will say I'm, I'm not the best at it. You know, sometimes I get frustrated with some of the puzzles in some games. Um, but with this one, by and large, uh, they are not like hair pullingly frustrating. I was able to, to finish them, almost all of them without any help. Uh, so those are the three main things that I enjoyed about the game. The only other thing that I that I have to bring up just because it's a visual novel is the story for the game itself. Um, overall, I I liked the story, um, but I liked it much more because of the characters as opposed to what actually kind of ends up happening. Um, there are a few things about this game that I felt the story was a little clunky. There are some really high highs, and and that, I think, has to do with some of the metagame stuff and when you're figuring some of the things out. But I do think, by and large, a lot of the way that the story unfolds is unforeseeable until you actually get there. I mean, like, you can't even guess that X is going to happen because you don't know, you know, F through Q. That, that, I don't know if that made any sense, but I'm just saying there's information that you are not given. So I'd recommend just don't even try and figure it out. Just just sit back and go along for the ride uh, because eventually it, it all comes out. Um, I will say that there are some plot holes throughout the game. Um, th- th- 
especially when you get to the true ending, uh, the way that it all comes together is a bit of uh, a strange, convoluted mess in the best way. Like you can tell what they're what they're trying to do, and I mean, you you can understand it, but it's also kind of like hanging on by a thread. Uh, you have to kind of like give in to some of their presuppositions, I'll say, in order for it all to make sense. Um, so it's a lit, it's on a little bit of shaky ground. It's like, okay, if this, con- if you can understand this concept, then it'll all make sense. But there are also like a lot of plot holes that again, just don't try and figure it out beforehand. Just go along with what they give you and it all makes sense. I, I do have to say though, that some of the reveals, um, especially some of the character reveals that happen throughout the game kind of fall flat. Um, in, in, which is weird because like I said, I really enjoy the characters within this game. Um, but when you figure out who some of them are, I felt like there should have been more of an emphasis when that happens. And then kind of the revelation of that part of their persona should have come through a bit more. Uh, and instead it's more just kind of flatly delivered. And then the story kind of goes on, if that makes any sense at all. Again, I'm trying to be vague and I I don't want to go into full spoiler mode within this uh, episode. Um, but I did just want to give some warnings. It's kind of weird for a visual novel. I don't think the story was the best part. I think the characters were by far uh, better than, than the story that they were put in. Even if the story was, it's not bad, um, but it definitely goes to some of the like more anime extremes. And I say that just because of the art style of just like, wh- I feel like you just went way over my head in the last act of this video game. Um, th- yeah, that happens. It's it's a weird, crazy, wacky game. And I say wacky just because it's out there. Um, not wacky in the sense, it, it is not a light game. It is is much more heavy in tone. The ominous um, portend of death around any corner uh, definitely has you on your toes. So it's not it's not uh, light and wacky and fun. It is definitely more um, dark and foreboding and uh, revelatory. Is that a word? Does that make sense? Um, it feels much more sci-fi horror than it does. I don't know, shonen if that makes any sense. So uh, those are just some of my thoughts on Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors. Hopefully you've enjoyed listening to this. Um, I just, when I finished the game, I was much more pleased with it overall than I thought I was going to be. I'm not a visual novel person, guys. I don't usually uh, go for this style of game. I'm not a point and click guy either. Maybe after this, I'll get into more of them. Um, I will say after playing this game, I immediately started in its sequel, uh, Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. Now, I did read, according to Wikipedia, that this game was made as a standalone game. So the sequel, um, while it does kind of give, it does talk about some of the story elements from the first game, um, it was done, it, the first game was not made with a sequel in mind, if that makes any sense at all. So anyway, but regardless What I'm saying is that I enjoyed this game so much that I immediately went into the sequel. And for a visual novel, I'm I'm surprised at myself. I'll put it that way. Um, So, like I said earlier in the review, I do recommend this game if you're in the mood for a visual novel, if you enjoy puzzles and, and brain teasers. Even if you don't, I guess you could Google it all. 
I'm just so competitive that I really enjoy like when I figure something like like that out, when I figure out those different types of puzzles, oh, it it feels good. Feels good. Um so, yeah, you should check it out if you're in the mood for it. Go for it. Pick it up. Um I played it on PlayStation Vita. I know there's a PS4 version as well. Um, you can pick it up on the Nonary Games collection that has the first two games in the series. Um, it was originally released, I should have said this, you know, when I was talking about its development. It was originally re- released on Nintendo DS. I don't have the DS version. You can get the Nonary Games, both games, cheaper digitally nowadays. So uh, that's the route that I went. So hopefully this has been fun. Uh, tune in next week where... We'll have a special guest. I'm actually not going to be on the episode, but we will have a special guest. So it'll probably be more fun than even if I was on the episode anyway. So uh, hope you enjoy my voice. Okay, peace out. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Backlog Breakdown. If you want to join in the conversation, you can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, The Backlog Book Club, on Facebook. And on Twitter, our handle is at BBDownCast. Of course, you can also catch Nate and I on our social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and the GG app. I go by Broccolope, that's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.